Russia's President Vladimir Putin says the days of the dollar are numbered. Now remember when the de-dollarization conversation began, it picked up pace for a while and then it almost died down and everybody's saying de-dollarization is not possible. This is just a big fantastic dream that people have. Well, Putin speaking at the BRICS summit said, listen, this is not a far-fetched dream. If anything, it's within the horizon. We are going to start doing business amongst ourselves using our own local currencies. We're going to start lending to each other with our local currencies and then see what happens to the dollar. Remember, BRICS has some of the biggest economies also in the world. China is a big economy. India is a big economy. Russia is a big economy. South Africa is one of the biggest economies on the African continent. So he's saying, America, watch out. Your days of global dominance the objectives and uh, irreversible process of de-dollarization of our economic times is gaining pace. We are working to fine-tune effective mechanisms of mutual settlements and monitoring financial control. As a result, the share of U.S. dollar export and input operations within BRICS is declining. Last year, it was only... 28.7%. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, talking to you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. This week is obviously a very instrumental week on African politics and business because the BRICS summit is ongoing in South Africa. And in this episode, I'll be covering the second day from the business summit that was officially closed. Now, during the business summit, several heads of state spoke. But in this episode, I want us to zoom in on what um, Russia's President Vladimir Putin had to say. Remember, Vladimir Putin could not be able to attend the summit in person, despite the fact that um, it was supposed to be one of the big moments of BRICS. Remember, Russia invaded Ukraine about two years ago, and there has been a lot of global push and pull on whether Putin has committed crimes against um, humanity and he should be arrested and arraigned at the International Criminal Court of Justice. And there was a lot of pressure on South Africa. Should Putin come, are you going to arrest him? You should arrest him because of the atrocities that his country has allegedly committed in the Ukraine. And it left South Africa in almost some form of limbo, not knowing what to do because these Western powers are very powerful and you do not just want to go against them blindly. But you also want to have a good relationship with Russia because Russia has been a friend to South Africa for a really long time. And so at the end of the day, President Putin ended up attending virtually and he gave a video presentation. Now, one thing that you can bank on President Putin to do is to not cut. He did not mince his words. He pulled all stops in his speech. And it was a very multifaceted speech. We'll go through it bit by bit. But um, I think the first thing that stood out in what he said is just reiterating and reaffirming the role of BRICS, the ethics and how they do business because Africans have been doing business with different blocks, the European Union, America and all these people, but the terms with which they do business are not fair. The terms with which they do business are not fair to Africans, they're not fair to our natural resources, 
they're not fair to who we are as a people. They do not honor us as partners and equals. And President Putin was very keen to make that clear that it doesn't matter how big these countries are. It doesn't matter how big Brazil is. It doesn't matter how big China is, how India's economy is, how Russia's economy is, South Africa, Lesotho, Switzerland, Kenya, Ghana, whoever wants to come. If you come to do business with us on BRICS, you're a partner and an equal. Mutual trade is growing, industry contracts are expanding. Above all, our cooperation is based on the principles of equality, partner support, and respect to each other's interests. And that is what is the core of our association's forward-looking strategic course. The course that reflects the aspiration of the larger part of the international community, so-called global majority. The figures speak for themselves. Over the last decade, mutual investments among BRICS states have increased sixfold. The overall investment in global economy have doubled and their total exports have reached 20% of the world's exports. As for Russia, the trade volume with the BRICS partners has increased by 40.5% and reaching the record of 230, even more than 230 billion. In actualizing BRICS and making it a tangible work in progress, a couple of things need to be done. And I think I really appreciate the fact that President Putin touched on that because um, in the previous sessions, it had been reported that there are recommendations to streamline connectivity um, amongst BRIC countries. And President Putin sort of put pen to paper on that, talking about how they're working to actually actualize, let alone just thinking about it, they're working on actualizing it and investing in infrastructure and removing restrictions that will ensure goods and people can move freely and fairly within brick regions. And that would mean a lot, particularly when you have the right kind of infrastructure that reduces the cost and the time with which goods take to move from one part of the continent to another part of another continent. Also, when you remove restrictions, it means that people can freely move. And this means this exchange of knowledge. And that's the most important thing knowledge exchange because most african countries when they come to the table we are shorthanded because technologically we are not advanced as the rest of the world so when you allow people to freely move that knowledge exchange is really really important it is only natural that enhancing connectivity and creating new resilient transport routes has become a shared priority in cooperation between our five countries in this context, the BRICS Business Council's initiative to elaborate modern intermodal logistics solutions and develop railway transport corridors is of particular importance. For this part, Russia actively works to redirect its traffic and logistics flows to reliable foreign partners, including BRICS states. Our flagship project includes uh, the Northern Sea route and the new international North-South Transport Corridor. These two major transport routes aim to provide the shortest and most cost-effective trade routes to link 
major industrial, agricultural, energy hubs with consumer markets. And now to the part where everybody was waiting for, because, you know, you can always trust Putin to take on the West, even if he will do it alone. And detolarization was going to always be center stage of the conversation. And trust Putin just took it there when every other person was dancing around it. Putin said, we're going to go there. And I liked how he approached it. Um, yes, he was a little bit salty in saying, you know, this is the direction we're going at because there has been a lot of chatter on how de-dollarization is not possible. It's not feasible. Um, what other currency are you going to back it on? You know, um, are you sure your natural resources can do this? Are you sure gold can do this? Are you sure silver can do this? Yeah, the very people who are doubting you are still scrambling for these resources on the continent, you know. I have seen several ads on American television where they say, you know, the dollar is right now very volatile, so um, safeguard your investment using gold, you know, and where's gold coming from? Where's majority of the gold coming from? And so I think it was just a validation to the value that African resources have when President Putin said, we're going ahead with de-dollarization. It was also... Um, a good indication to many African countries because we are forced to borrow in dollar and our African currencies are not performing really well because of the nature of our economies. And when it's time to pay back these debts, the interest rates alone just eat up all of your revenue. Currently, Kenya is using almost all the revenue that it collects locally to pay for its interest rate because the dollar, the shilling has depreciated massively against the dollar, you know. So I think it was very important for Putin to make mention and reaffirm that the dollarization agenda is still a priority for BRICS. The objectives and irreversible process of de-dollarization of our economy times is gaining pace. We are working to fine-tune effective mechanisms of mutual settlements and monetary and financial control. As a result, the share of U.S. dollar export and import operations within BRICS is declining. Last year, it was only... 28.7%. In fact, this summit is to discuss the detail, the entire range of issues related to the transition to national currencies in all areas of economic cooperation between our five nations. The new BRICS development banks, which has already become a credible alternative to existing Western development institutions, has a great role to play in these efforts. Finally, I think what I will take out from President Putin is the fact that he reiterated the commitment of Russia to continue supplying grains to the rest of the world. Um, there have been challenges since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Supplying of grains, I would just talk about the African continent, has been a big challenge. Most African con uh, countries rely on Ukraine and Russia for, for maize, for beans, for wheat, for fertilizer. And supply chains had almost broken down when the invasion happened and the fighting has been going on. And President Putin, during the Russia-Africa summit, recommitted to ensuring that there'll be smooth supply of foodstuff to other parts of the world. And even in BRICS summit, he used the opportunity to still remain steadfast in that promise and said, Russia is going to uphold its end of the bargain, despite the sanctions and the 
hypocrisy and criticism that is coming from the West with regards to the situation. ...being deliberately obstructed in the supply of grain and fertilizers abroad, and at the same time we are hypocritically blamed for the current crisis situation in the world market. This has been clearly seen in the implementation of the so-called grain deal, concluded with the participation of UN Secretariat and initially aimed at ensuring global food security, reducing the threat of hunger and providing aid to the poorest countries. We have repeatedly drawn attention to the fact that in a year under the deal, a total of 32.0 million tons of cargo had been exported from Ukraine, of which over 70% have reached high and upper middle income countries, including the European Union, first of all, and only about 3% have gone to the least developed countries, less than 1 million tons. None of the terms of the so-called deal concerning the lifting of sanctions imposed on Russian exports of grain and fertilizers to world market have been fulfilled. Well, thank you very much for watching. My name is Adira Gang. I'll see you again next time. If this video resonated with you, give it a like so that the YouTube algorithm can recommend it to a lot more people. Share it with a friend and, uh, you know, comment down below what your thoughts are. I'll see you again next time.